As you may have heard earlier this morning on World Report, this week CBC News is taking a closer look at the inspection of Canada's oil and gas pipelines. There are serious questions about who's in charge of the inspection process and how much we can rely on it. For his insight on the issue, we've reached Sean Courage. He's researched the history of oil pipeline spills in Alberta since 1970. He teaches Canadian and environmental history at York University in Toronto. Good morning. Good morning, Way. So what level of government is responsible for our pipelines? Uh, oil pipelines in Canada are a divided responsibility between the provincial governments and the federal government. The uh, Canadian federal government is responsible for regulating oil pipelines that cross international and interprovincial borders, and the provinces are responsible for oil pipelines uh, that don't cross uh, interprovincial or international borders. So at the federal level, uh, those pipelines are regulated by the National Energy Board, uh, and investigations of oil uh, pipeline spills are jointly investigated by the National Energy Board and the Transportation Safety Board of Canada. Who's in charge of the pipeline inspections? Uh, well, the inspections, uh, it, it, when there's an incident, uh, occur uh, jointly between the National Energy Board and the Transportation Safety Board, uh, and they will, uh, when there's a, a pipeline breach, for example, and a spill of uh, an oil product uh, or other pipeline product, uh, will be conducted jointly by those uh, two uh, agencies of the federal government. What about before an incident happens? Right. Uh, so uh, in terms of monitoring uh, on the national system, uh, monitoring is done primarily by uh, voluntary reporting on the part of private sector pipeline operators. Uh, these would be companies like Enbridge, TransCanada or Kinder Morgan, for example. Uh, annually, they voluntarily uh, submit their reports to the National Energy Board and the National Energy Board uh, from time to time conducts uh, its own investigations uh, as well. Uh, but I should say that the mandatory investigations are only done in the case of pipeline incidents as pipeline failures or breaches. So so do we know then how often they're actually inspected? Uh, we have sort of limited uh, publicly available information at the at the national level for that um, in terms of the number of inspections that are conducted. At the provincial level, we have a little bit more detail on the largest system of oil pipelines, which is in the province of Alberta, uh, and that's regulated by the Energy Resources and Conservation Board of Alberta, mm -hmm. and they conducted in uh, 2010 1,627 pipeline inspections uh, across a network of about 399,000 kilometers of oil pipelines. Uh, so just to put that into some perspective, that's one inspection for every 245 kilometers, which is roughly the distance between Toronto and Kingston. Does the public ever see the results of those inspections? Uh, a lot of the public data is, is relatively limited, I'll say. I'm a historical researcher. I do research on the history of oil pipeline spills in Alberta and other parts of Canada. Uh, and that, that uh, data is relatively limited, uh, especially in terms of incident reporting. And just to put that into a little bit of perspective, uh, comparatively to American regulators, we have uh, far less information on those uh, kinds of incidents. Uh, so, for example... Uh, a, a Transportation Safety Board of Canada investigation of 2007 uh, transfer pipeline breach in uh, Burnaby, British Columbia on the Trans Mountain Pipeline, uh, which resulted in about 1,300 barrels of oil being spilled into surrounding neighbourhoods in uh, suburban Burnaby. Uh, the report for that was about 18 pages long. The report for the Kalamazoo spill in Michigan in 2010 was about 5,000 pages long. 
Um, so the volume of public data that's available from American regulators is is leaps and bounds much uh, higher than what we have available in Canada. Now, because these pipelines cover such a large geographic area, are you saying that, that the public may not even realize that there was an oil spill? Uh, at, well, at any point, because unless the public uh, has knowledge of it, uh, we, we may not hear about it from the company themselves. Sure. I mean, the companies are required to report these spills to the regulators, and the regulators publish them um, in a public manner. So the ERCB and the NEB do publish this data. Uh, it's just not made uh, all that public. I'm not sure that uh, many Canadians know that there was an oil spill uh, in Alberta mm-hmm. last year, a 28,000-barrel oil spill near Little Buffalo, Alberta, one of the largest oil spills in the province's history. Or There was a spill in 2009 in Odessa, Saskatchewan, of about uh, 1,100 barrels of oil. Uh, so a lot of these uh, slip by because they tend to occur in places uh, uh, where very few people live outside of our major cities. Mm-hmm. How much oversight do the regulators have? Uh, well, the regulators uh, at the national level, the National Energy Board is supposed to be an, an independent body, uh, but it's appointed by the uh, the cabinet, by the prime minister and his cabinet, and it's under the authority of the Minister of Natural Resources, uh, who currently is uh, uh, Joe Oliver. Um, so it's supposed to be a kind of distance uh, from uh, the political bodies of power in, in, in Canada. Um, is, uh, so there is a relationship there uh, between the minister and the National uh, Energy Board, but there is supposed to be a degree of independence. So who would in enforce the rules then uh, where pipeline inspections are concerned? Well, the NEB is responsible for enforcing the rules, uh, levying fines against companies that are found to be in breach of uh, um, a variety of federal regulations, um, uh, both uh, uh, regulations specifically relating to the National Energy Board as well as regulations relating to environmental protection, like the Mm. Canadian Environmental Protection Act, the Canada Water Act, the Canada Wildlife Act, and Environment Canada is also responsible uh, for this as well. So there's lots of uh, jurisdictional crossover. Right, but only if they actually knew about the breach. That's right, and we run into this interesting situation, I think, with oil pipelines that the National Energy Board is responsible for uh, regulating the construction and the operation of oil pipelines in Canada. But when that oil spills out of the pipeline, uh, it could in part become a responsibility of Environment Canada, which is the primary agency responsible for enforcing the Canadian Environmental Protection Act. Um, So it's really a question of where that oil is at times, uh, which level of government or which agency of government is responsible for regulating Mm -hmm. it. So, So how adequate do you think our system is? Well, I think certainly in terms of the kind of publicly available information about uh, not just oil pipeline spills, but about the nature of the network itself is is quite uh, inadequate at this point. And uh, the, the volume of the data that's available publicly is extremely limited, especially when we look at um, what kind of data is available from U.S. regulators. Uh, Should another... we at the very least, do you think, uh, have at independent inspection? Yeah, and I think this is part of uh, one of the limitations of our regulatory system. At the provincial and at the national level, we rely primarily on a voluntary self-reporting system. Uh, Though there are inspections that occur, as I said, the inspections are extremely limited. We're talking about, in the province of Alberta, one inspection for every 245 kilometers of pipeline. Um, And for the most part, we're uh, asking uh, private operators to voluntarily provide safety data to the regulators. Sean, thanks very much for joining us this morning with your insights. Thank you. Sean Courage teaches Canadian and environmental history at York University.